Are you a budding cannabis business owner? Do you currently own a license, are in the process of receiving one, and need help with taking your business to the next level? Tap Peak Relief Consultations, from licensing and staffing to seed to sale. Peak Relief uses their expertise in the industry to take your brand to the next level. Don't waste your valuable time spinning your wheels. Let Peak Relief Consultations ensure your can of dreams don't go up in smoke. Cash Color Camp is a high level of conversation live from Urban City Market. And I got my guest in the building, man, my man Scott Zoo. What's up, man? What's, What's up with on? you, man? Look, it's been a long time, bro. I had a chance to see you on Day One Radio when we was at Live Hip Hop Daily. Mm-hmm. And I was watching your interview, man. And I was like, shit, I really need to get Sky on the podcast one day, man. You know, it's all good. Yeah. yeah, well, we finally got a good chance because you got you just dropped the album with Pete Rock not too long ago, Retro Pilot. And yeah. Let's talk about that album, man. And um, first off, talk about the connection with Pete Rock. Like, how did you end up connecting with the legend like that? Oh man, you know, um, just kind of being in the game for a while. Yeah. You know, if you know my story, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a vet in that sense, but I'm not a rookie. You know, I've yeah. been in the game a little bit, so yeah, you got some years in it. Man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when I first got in, like kind of like '06, maybe '07, um, you know, when you're running around, you come across the same people you was kind of looking up to or listening to coming yeah. in, you know, and all that. So. It's kind of being in the game, being new to it. You go to events, you run into this person. You In studios, you run into that person. So you start meeting all these people yeah. that you kind of came up under from afar. And Pete was one of those guys. So, you know, he noticed what I was doing from very young on. He's like, yo, man, like, loving what you're doing. Fun, loving what you're doing. Uh, whatever you need, let me know. So, you know, we have been in touch since like 06, 07. He would send me beats. And a couple years later, sending me beats. And we would go back and forth about stuff or whatever. But we never had the chance to really put nothing together and put it out. Okay. You know, we kind of messed around a little bit. Never had the chance to put nothing out. Fast forward to now, uh, the label who put the album on, Mellow Music Group, they uh, it, it was their idea. Oh. It was Mike at the label's idea. Because I like to go solo album with various producers mm-hmm. and then produce album. Yeah, yeah. I think you work a lot with Apollo. Apollo. Yeah, yeah. Apollo and Ilman, I've done it a lot. Yeah. So um, when it came for this one, you know, Mike was like, yo, what you think about a whole album with Pete? And I was like, yeah, like, hell yeah, that's, that's, a, that's nuts, a you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, absolutely. Um, so, you know, we reached out to Pete, and me, me and Pete already had a relationship. That's why that backstory came in. We already had a relationship. So it made sense. Pete was like, yo, we overdue. You know, I've been wanting to work with Scott, so instead of one joint, let's do 12, you know, and that's how it all came about. Word, man. So I'm um, doing that collaboration, especially with somebody as acclaimed as Pete Rock. Um, that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Were you ever nervous about thinking of the fact you're doing a full project with, with, with Pete Rock? Not nervous. I wouldn't say nervous. Um, humbled by it for sure. Yeah. Because when you say you're not nervous, people look at it a certain way, like, oh, what? You know, like, not nervous, but, but humbled for sure. Yeah. You know, it was a, a surreal experience starting it out because, you know, we always raised on, on what Pete does and on yeah. his music. You know, yeah. you're talking about Troy, you're talking about The World Is Yours, yeah. you're talking about Straighten It Out, Shut Him Down, Remix, Down with King Remix. Down the, down the King did it for me. It goes on yeah. and on, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. You know, it it, uh, it was humbling for sure, yeah. you know, and, and I was just excited about the situation. You know, in working with Pete, I assume Pete was somebody who needs to be in the studio, but is he a dude, did he send you a pack of records or was y'all actually nah, so, in, the, yeah, in the studio yeah, together? We, we was in the studio together for the whole album. Okay. You know, the whole thing we was together and the way it went down, uh, I went to New York and he was like, yo, come to the crib, come to the crib. I went out to his crib and he just played a bunch of stuff. Right. And it was like, take whatever you want, you know? Mm-hmm. So at that point, it turns into, Yo, can we make like a 60 song album? Cause I want everything, you know what I mean? Like I want all the beats you playing. Everything is fire, everything is crazy. Um, but you know, so I, I left with like 40 joints, chop them down, chop them down. So you keep chopping it down until you feel like, all right, everything is crazy, but these beats 
together tell a story that I'm trying to tell. Yeah. And you know, that's how the process went. And then we was in the lab every day. Yeah. You know, we went to the studio every day. I'm in there writing, he rolling the L, whatever. I go in the booth, knock it out. I come out, he loading up the next beat. So uh, we, we did the album in 12 days. Word. They came together in 12 days, A to Z. Word, word, that's a lot of work, man. So Retropolitan, man. Uh, what was the feeling going into making the album and, and how was the title inspired? So the feeling was, um, it's the city, man. You know, you, you take me from Brooklyn, you take Pete from Mount Vernon, it's gonna be a New York album, whether you want it to be or not. You know what I mean? Like there was no way the album wasn't gonna be a New York album. When you take where I'm from and what I do, and where Pete's from and what he does, there was no way it wasn't gonna be a New York record. Yeah. You know, so that was how that came about. And then the title, the title actually came from, there's a, a up and coming clothing line, it's real busy, I, uh, getting you know super busy, real dope, out of New York called De Las Flores. And I'm real cool with them. And um, they, gave me, they gave me some clothes once, I did some modeling for them. So they gave me some clothes and did a shoot, whatever, whatever. And one of the hoodies they gave me said Retropolitan on the front. So I took the flicks for the, for the shoot or whatever, whatever, kept it moving. So fast forward, you know, almost a year later, start working on the joint and I'm literally thinking what am I gonna call this album it's New York it's the city it's me and Pete you know what he does you know what I'm doing and I had the hoodie on and I looked down and it said Retropolitan and I was like yeah, that's the title right there so then I hit my peoples at the clothing line and I was like yo me and Pete doing this album with the mind no yeah. if I named it Retropolitan yeah. and they was like dude hell yeah, yeah go for it more. you know what I mean so that's how the title went down so they created the word and then I took it and just turned it into what this is. Word. Let's talk about two records on the album. Um, this Homegrown, that's one of the ones I really yeah, dig, man. And then um, um, it just slipped my mind. The joint you got with Styles P. Like, I really... Carry the Tradition. Carry the Tradition. Yeah. Carry the Tradition is another hard record, man. Yeah. Speak to us about um, first Homegrown. Like, what was the, what was your mindset going into making Homegrown? Oh, man. So, I had already picked a bunch of beats. And then when Pete would come to the spot and load up new beats on the MP and put the disc in and all that, other beats would be on there. So, he's playing other beats trying to find the stems for whatever beat we about to work on yeah and that was one of those records that i heard by accident so he's loading up a disc and i hear it and i was like yo what's that he's like, oh this is some other shit i was working on earlier today i put it on the disc yo, yo load that up load that up you know and and, and that's how that happened man and then, um as far as what i did to it the record and the beat and the sample and everything spoke to me and told me what to do yeah you know like every record every beat that i rhyme to I don't write ahead of time and then find a beat. I write to that beat, you know? So the beat tells you what to do. I may have a story or a concept or idea, and I'll try to find a beat that fits the mold, but I write to the specific beat. So the beat just told me what to do, right. you know? And, uh, and what you said, uh, Carry the Tradition. Carry the Tradition with Styles P. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, a, same situation, you know, the record's about the city, the album as a whole, when I say the record, you know, the record's about the city and Styles is one of the dopest and greatest representatives of the city that we've had yeah. in our era, you know, and somebody who I've known for a while, I've done records with in the past, and putting the record together and just the way I was doing it, I wanted it to be kind of just bar crazy, but still have this story and this identity to it. And I was like, yo, Styles is a perfect person to kind of tag yeah, in with, that, you know yeah. what I mean, and, and, and do that. So. It made sense, man. You know, heavy is the crown, but love the way it fit on, you know? Yeah, and also the record with Raheem Devon. That, one that time. record, one time. One yeah. time goes on, That was on, one of my man. favorite records. That was another beat that was an accident as well. Like, he was loading up stuff and played it. And I was like, yo, what the hell is that, bro? And it was like, something I was making, man. Something I was messing around with. Yo, let me get that, you yeah. know? Because 
if you know me, you know my background. I'm a jazz head. You know, I listen to more jazz than hip hop on my off time. You know, my vinyl collection is stupid and all that. So the beat had this jazz feel to it. So off the rip, I'm gonna go for it. Then it had this bounce. It had this kind of mystique to it. It felt like nighttime. You know, when I heard it, it felt yeah. like something, the soundtrack to a night, you know, and it just made a lot of sense. And it all just spoke to me. And Raheem is like my brother. Like anytime I call Ra, he knock out a hook in a day. You know, we got a couple records together, or a handful, you know, that that's my brother. So I was like, bro, he was like, hell yeah, send it now, I'm gonna do it now. And that was it. Word, man. Um, looking back, look, especially looking forward to, um, um, I mean, excuse me, looking forward. You've collabed with a lot of great uh, producers already, Illmind, Apollo, Pete Rock. Yeah. Um, who are some producers you would you would love to work with in the future? Oh, man. Um, the list is getting shorter, you know what I mean? Because I've been fortunate to rock with so many producers. I would think Just Blaze was on the list. Like, like that would just, yeah. that makes sense. And we've worked in the past. Um, he's on my debut album, The Salvation, which actually turns 10 years old this weekend, which is still while I'm, you know, still that is 10 years old away. Yeah. yeah so justice on that but we haven't worked since then justice somebody who you know who i would love to continue working with that's the homie um somebody like mad lib mad lib is awesome oh mad lib would be would be yeah. perfect mad lib is awesome yeah pharrell you know i'm just going all over the place man um i just want to do certain things musically and i'm always going to have a jazz element the jazz feel to whatever i do yeah. you know like it ain't going to be jazzy in the sense of me just rhyming over straight jazz like it ain't gonna really be it but it's always gonna have what you know me for which is corner store in new york and all that but I, everything's gonna always have this certain thread so it ain't gonna be a jazz place it ain't gonna be like freestyle fellowship but we're gonna have like some kind of jazz element to it not yeah yeah it's definitely gonna you know ha have some jazz stuff i'm incorporating a lot of live stuff and some new things that i'm starting to build on and work on but you know with, with retropolitan it's so gritty and so new york and so lush and and just soulful but then, of course, it has the jazz element. And when you're talking about Pete, that's another jazz guy. Yeah. You know, we could just sit there and go jazz vinyl for days, him and I, you know. So it was going to be that for sure. Yeah. You know what? And um, you, you, you hit a, a hit the head, hit the nail on the head when you spoke about the album. It's real New York. It's that real gritty feel. Um, when I look at music right now, you look at, you look at like, say, a, cat, a genre like country or rock. They literally yeah. have categories. There's, like, um, you know, you have pop rock, classic rock, acid rock, etc. Alt rock, et all, yeah. rock, all mm -hmm. that, man. So there's no need really to force a Guns N' Roses next to a Hello Yellow. You know what I'm saying? There's no need for that at all. Yet hip hop doesn't have that. Like hip hop, right. you literally got to have on the same on the same um, airways. You got to have, or you got to try to have a Sky a Sky Zoo next to Amigos. Right. Do you feel like we're we're to the point now where hip hop just needs to flat out start breaking down categories as far as what this is and what that is, so we can start making more sense and stuff? I think there's pros and cons to it. You know, I think when you separate it, it's awesome. But I think hip hop. Just where we come from and our identity as a people, fans of hip-hop, curators and people who built the culture, it could make us divided, as you see now with mainstream versus underground, right? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of mainstream artists love underground artists and vice versa, but the fans would never be able to tell because the fans always pit us against one another. Yo, how you gonna listen to Drake when you listening to, you know, yeah. whoever, you know, like it, it just, and I think that's nonsense, yeah. you know what I mean? It should be the way you describe, like, you listen to the radio, you hear me, then you hear Migos, then you hear Cole, then you hear, you know, maybe, you know, Dime a Dozen, and then you maybe hear Kendrick. Like, it yeah. should be bouncing around, you know what I mean? So, I, I, I think it's pros and cons to both. You know, I, I, 
I guess I ain't really answer the question. <laughs> you know what? But but I think I think it is needed. Like I remember talking yeah. on my man Bad Seeds. Matter of fact, shout out to Bad Seeds out of New York. Yeah. He put the thought in my head initially. He was like, I don't know why we don't have a contemporary rap category in two thousand nineteen. The idea is dope, man. Yeah. The idea is dope. You know, like I think the closest we got to that is quote unquote underground. Underground rap is a category that's been existing since you know early mid nineties. Yeah. And then I think now people say emo rap. <laughs> so that would probably be the closest thing to yeah. a category. But, or mumble but, rap. They, they love calling that shit. But both mumble and emo are looked at in a negative light. Yeah. So you could say it's a category, but then it's looked at as a, as a diss. Yeah. You know, it's, it's looked at to bring you down. Yeah. So I don't know, you know? Well, you know what? Speaking of change, you know, we are watching hip-hop change. You're watching your city, New York, change in a lot of ways. Yeah. Brooklyn has morphed into something totally different. It's an episode of Friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know and, and, and part of the change is, that's coming is um, decriminalization. Yeah. And I'm not so sure how hip you are as far as what's going on in the cannabis scene up there in New York, but how do you feel about what you're saying as far as um, the city is changing as far as what you're looking at with the gentrification, but part yeah. of that comes is decriminalization. We're starting to see people not um, have to worry so much about getting arrested for weed and yeah. worry about shit like that. Um, what's your opinion on that as far as watching New York change in those ways? I think that part is dope. Yeah. Decriminalization, you know, not the episode of Friends part, but <laughs> I think that part is dope. Um, yeah. The country as a whole is doing that little by little, so yeah. I think everywhere is gonna have to kind of get get in on it. You know what I mean? I don't I don't burn, you know, I don't blow, but and I was gonna speak I about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I respect and I respect the dispensary movement and being able to make paper off that. I know people personally who's dumping bread into that and getting busy on it, you know, and it's something that crosses your mind where I'm like, damn, should I jump in that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, so I, I think that's dope. You know, I, I think it's super dope. That's what's up, man. And speaking of you don't smoke, how have you been in rap this long and, ain't never, and don't smoke? I don't know, man. You know, I drink. I drink Henny. <laughs> you know what I mean? So maybe that's the counter. You know what I mean? That's like, like a, that's a stereotype in rap. Like, you have to drink Henny. Like, that's part of the, the, the code. Like, you would you think a lot of people be on some vodka and, and don't do Henny, and I can't, me and, me and vodka's no go, but me and Henny, if you cut me, I'll bleed it. You so, know what I mean? Matter of fact, you've been in live hip hop deal. You know, we at Duce House. So, you know what I'm saying? Pulling up yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, Duce nah, all day and Duce smoothies, that, that's yeah. the app. So, it's all good. You know, I, I rock with Duce out there. Talked about it on records and the choosing between the two because one is owned by a black man and, you know, just trying to show that love. But, yeah, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. So, it's Henny everything. You know that's what's mean? up, man. How do you feel about the new generation of hip hop? Like, it, does it inspire you any? Like, like, what you're watching from some of these new casts? At times. You know, I'm, I've always been about the pen, right? Like, ever since. Even before I was in, I mean, some little kid, 10, 11, 12 years old, I've always been about the pen. Yeah. I was drawn to and, and pulled into whoever was saying something. You know, whoever made me go, oh, snap, you heard that? Oh, I figured that out. Oh, I caught that. Part of it, maybe, I mean, you know, not to do this, but I was always um, mm -hmm. AP English my whole life, yeah. you know, so I always was listening to what you were saying and how you, how you write. You know, that was always my thing. So even as a kid, I was about that. So now moving forward, that's where my mind goes. So when I'm listening to something, whether it's old or current or new or coming up, I'm looking for the pen. So if the pen is moving in a certain way, I'm definitely going to be drawn to it, and, and I'm inspired by that. You know, I'm, I'm not the, I'm never going to be the guy on the on the lawn, <laughs> the guy on the porch. Like, get off my lawn. I'm, I'm never going to be that guy. Yeah. But I try to keep my ear open to it all. Um, I feel like there's so much new music out, so many new artists out. People be like, yo. Who you like right now? Who you listen? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Because it's so much. It's like a, a needle in a haystack. It's so much. But when you find it, 
it'd be worth it. Yeah. Well, you you figured out a way to define your own your own lane in hip hop. You yeah. know what I mean? You you you're, you're consistent with what you do. You're, you're straight with where you at. Thank you. Um, if there was an artist coming up right now and they was trying to figure out their lane, they was trying to figure out where they would even fit in. Like, what yeah. kind of advice would you get that that? Act? Oh man, my advice to up and coming artists is always the same. Um, first off, know that this is a business. Yeah. Because it get real freaky. You know, it gets real weird and cloudy and gray. People never mean what they say. People never say what they mean. People do you dirty. People who you put on, forget about that. Vice versa. It's, it's, it's wild. You know, it gets freaky. So remember that this is a business. But then on the flip side, you got to love it. You got to love the art and the craft and creating. And you got to love music or whatever it is that you're doing in the arts. Because if you don't, there's going to be 101 reasons to get out. Yeah. So it'll test you, right? Like you'll be in the game and you'll kind of be moving or coming up or in the thick of it. And then things will start happening out of your control. And you'll be like, yo, man, I'm done with this shit. I'm out. You know, but if you love it, then you'll wake up the next morning and be like, nah, I ain't out. I, I love it too much. The love got to be real because if it's just about the paper, it's way too easy to just throw in the towel and be like, I'm out. Because there's so much that goes on to push you out the door. But if you love it, then you won't like the door and stay in. Got it. What do you want to be remembered for the most when you're done rapping? Lyricism, storytelling, uh, authenticity, putting it on the line, being 150%. Um, and I would say just relatability. People being able to connect and relate to the music that I've made throughout my career. Got it, man. Retropolitan's out right now. Where right can everybody pick it up? Everywhere music is available, streaming, purchasing. I prefer to purchase because the streaming, yeah. you get 0. 0.00005 yeah, cent. Go hit that download. Penny. Yeah, go hit that download. For those who don't know, that's the way that works. Mm -hmm. um, streaming is decent. The purchase is awesome. But wherever music is at, go get it. You know, myself and Pete Rock, Pete did an amazing job with this. And, and the, the talk has been nuts. The streets have been going nuts. The people have been going crazy. So it's available right now. I'm also going to be rocking at A3C. I'll be out here for A3C weekend and all that. Couple shows, and I'm doing a meet and greet, setting it up right now with, with Brooklyn Kitchen and Lounge. So it's a lot of things going on, you know? Word, man. Well, I appreciate you coming through and standing by with oh, us, man. I know man. it's been a crazy day today, it's man. It's all good. It's all love. But, I'm, I'm on this run with this album, and I appreciate everybody who's putting their energy into it as far as getting it out and enjoying it and appreciating it. So this is a given. Let's do it. No doubt, man. That's Cash Color Campus High Level of Conversation live from Urban City Market. Appreciate you, bro. Peace and love. If you get a chance, man, mob up with people, man, definitely they will. I know they want to jump. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Did you see the whole city was behind you? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, of Thank course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Founded in 2015, Peak Relief is the premier landing spot for your medical marijuana needs in Maryland. Not built by national consultants or businesses, but by friends with a dream to return home and create a better dispensary. Located at 2001 Chapman Ave, Rockville, Maryland, stop by Peak Relief and see what they have in store for you.